0: Hello there, this is Martijn van Hout and I play Carthonassi in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic adaptation. And you are listening to the Old Republic Podcast. We are the Old Republic Podcast.
1: Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. This is where the fun begins.
0: Right, Brian. I think you should start out this episode.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Why is that?
0: Because in Knights of the Old Republic 2, the best astro droid in the world, T3M4, starts
1: mm.
0: off Knights of the Old Republic 2.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the game starts up, the Ebon Hawk is on fire, and T three is there to save the day. Uh one of many times that he saves the day, uh, as we go into KOTOR two. Um uh, so what we thought we would do, you know, we wrapped up the the first KOTOR, we did kind of our film adaptation, we've been kinda of dabbling a little bit uh into KOTOR two, um, and we have kind of a series of uh, hopefully, of episodes planned, and it is called KOTOR 2 On Location, where we're just going to be kind of going around to the different locations, uh, not doing, like, a super deep dive, but just kind of like a like a little travel guide, you know, kind of some... some uh, High points of the locations, you know, just just doing a little bit of, of talking about them. And then, you know, we can always come back and revisit these places, you know, as you know, we th- we think of uh, more things we want to talk about or interesting things or uh, maybe some uh, secret mysteries we want to dive into a little bit. And today, the first location is the Paragus Mining Facility. So um, as you said, Cassia, KOTOR 2 gets started. The Ebonhawk is on fire. T3 is uh, trying to take control of the ship. Uh, our uh, Mitrasurik is uh, passed out. Uh, it doesn't look good. It does not look good for the crew. But luckily, T3, the best droid in the world, gets us safely landed at the Paragus mining facility, uh, where we can kick off our game and. Uh, Get into, get into KOTOR 2. It, it, it gets the game starting up. So, Cassio, what is the Paragus mining facility? Have we seen it before? Have we seen it since? Uh, probably not since, because uh, it meets an untimely end as, as we're uh, pulling out of there, but uh, what, what's up with uh, Paragus?
0: I think it's cool. It's like a planet or a moon that its core is exposed. I mean, technically, I don't think this would fly in, you know, real physics, but it's Star Wars, so it's okay. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But, like, some of its core is exposed, which I guess makes mining easier, you know? Um, But it it has a distinctive look that we'll probably have to uh, have as our thumbnail, you know, for the YouTube. And I guess, like, everyone else will just have to imagine what Paragus looks like or, or search it, you know? But... I don't think Mm -hmm. we've seen it before or since, but I don't know, like, this is going to be the start of a fun series. It's kind of a bit like travel writing, which is Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what, like, the romantics did, you know, because we keep kind of bringing back, in my mind, like, KOTOR to being, like, my dream adaptation is a textbook. So this is the travel writing section.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, Paragus, it's a mining facility. Um, like you mentioned, they what they did there was they mined fuel for uh, engine fuel, they uh, they say, so, you know, for sh- for ships and uh, that sort of thing. So it was, it was really important. Um, it was located in the outer rim. It was inside of this asteroid field. And yeah, this is kind of the first time that we'd ever seen it. And we don't see it again after the game. Um, it does get a mention in SWOTOR, um, but... But yeah, obviously we don't see it again because as we're leaving, like I said, it it, uh, meets its untimely end, which kind of proves as a plot point as we uh, move through this thing and it's it's kind of so the pragus mining facility it's it's basically comprised of a couple of locations that we get to get to see in the game so you get to see the mining facility um, there's some dormitories there uh, there's the tunnels that we have to make our way through um, there's the exterior uh, section uh, that we're going to see uh you know kind of the big ship that's been chasing us down uh, you know the harbinger uh, coming in which is a, a really cool uh, visual of seeing this thing pulling into the end of the mining facility but but Cassia, of, of these locations, were there any anything that stood out to you or things that you liked exploring or uh just kind of the general tone of these places?
0: What really stuck out to me was the tone. We kind of discussed this with Dennis, but uh Knights of the Older Public One is a little bit more like uh Flash Gordon-y, hero's journey, fairy tale, and then this one is kind of like very existential uh and kind of has a horror tone throughout uh -hmm. so it's kind of like the gothic romance i think without much romance
1: (laughs) right yeah yeah definitely definitely not much romance uh definitely more on the uh the uh kind of horror spooky vibes um as we uh we go through this thing and we can we'll kind of talk a little bit about that um here in a bit but uh you know we're getting to paragus so we mentioned kind of at the top you know t3 is piloting the ebon hawk that is that's how we get there but um, you know really the game gets kicked off um, you know when we wake up you see uh, your character uh, the exile uh Mitra Surik is uh, kind of floating in this tank of colto and uh, you know kind of comes out and comes to uh, you know just just wakes up in this place doesn't know don't you don't know who you are you don't know how you got there uh, you don't know uh, what is going on um, but you know you know that uh, trouble is afoot and uh, you're running around trying to get answers to some questions um, and you're you don't ever get any very good answers I guess but we do meet some very key characters um, in this place um, most notably Is She is the kind of first character uh, that we run into and interact with. Um, She's actually in, like, the morgue because they thought that she she was dead. But, nah, she was just meditating. Uh, But our first introduction to Kreia, and she immediately gets in our head.
0: Yeah, she tells you to awaken uh, when you're in a culto tank. I was about to say Bacta, but I caught myself. (laughs) And you're kind of just surrounded by... A whole lot of no one because everyone is dead and mm-hmm. it's playing this the first time it was a little bit scary and like if anything when I get older like I notice more of the musical cues and like mm-hmm. it's scary you know and it's a little bit much for me uh, <laughs> but it's hilarious because like Kreia is like in the morgue you think she's dead and then she just gets up and like pulls her hood over her uh, blind eyes and she kinda just tells you what to do. In a way, like if uh the exile is like in purgatory, this is Kraya's your guide, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um she is your guide. Like I said, she kind of immediately gets into your head as you're uh going through exploring this thing and uh, you know, trying to figure out uh how to get off of this place you don't know how you got there but you know that you don't want to be there um so you're going to need a little bit of extra help you run into atten uh who is there as well introduced to the party he is uh he is been imprisoned, uh, so you're basically uh, left with the option to uh, help him escape so he can help you uh, escape the planet. So our first introduction uh, to Aten, uh, which is pretty exciting, and then as we're making our way off, we're also introduced to Darth Sion as, you know, very very kind of foggy parts of the memory and how you got there start to come together. Um, you know, I'd mentioned the Harbinger comes in, and that's kind of an important part of you know, of your story le- leading up to the events of, of KOTOR two, but but yeah, we meet Atten, we meet Darsion, and and we're starting to, you know, just get the just get the fuzzy imagery uh, together of what happened to get us to this place.
0: Yeah. It in a way the trio of KOTOR three may be Kreia the exile and Atten and you meet them all here.
1: hmm Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you're <laughs> to to give a little bit of of context basically we were we were on the harbinger um at some point um and then had to had to flee uh when darcyon kind of came on board and uh took over the took over the ship and he's been in a hot pursuit of you uh because uh as as we're piecing back together we are the we are the jedi exile uh we had gone off and joined revan uh, uh did some bad things we went back to the Jedi Council to ask for forgiveness, uh, but instead, uh, we were exiled, so we were just kind of hanging out in the Outer Rim, and that is, you know, kind of how we got to this point of our story, but I wanted going to talk a little bit more about um, this location, Cassia, there's, there's some interesting stuff there, um, so like I said, we kind of go through the tunnels, you have the dormitories there, uh, kind of all of this really... I don't know sort of interesting thing but are there for you are there kind of story beats to this location uh that you really that you really thought were interesting or uh things maybe that you think would make um you know for a good conversation a little bit later on down the line or um what about Paragus stood out to you as being interesting I guess
0: do you know what we should have done probably like made a whole like Halloween episode or something. Or I guess that's still on the... That could still happen, you know, and, like, kind of make this, Mm -hmm. like, a true crime podcast Pruragas edition, you know? and Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of like you have to solve uh, Mm. the murder of the Pruragas mining facility, like, what happened there, and Mm -hmm. no one's on the Harbinger, but then you figure out there actually are people on the Harbinger. They're just, like, wearing like, stealth suits are just hiding themselves in the force, and then you see Darth Sion, and wow, you know, um, it's just, like, whoever wrote this is, like, how do we creep people out, uh, but still, like, <laughs> yeah. make it Star Wars, uh, so that's kind of what stood out to me, uh, and I don't know, like, Adapting this because, like, even though I am trying to make the best English textbook of all times, like,
1: mm-hmm. of all time,
0: um, my mind kind of goes like, but how would you adapt this? What is the best way to adapt this? Um, and maybe it could just be a true crime prod- podcast, uh, release like for Star Wars Halloween or something.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think that that is a good idea because, yeah, kind of the underlying theme of. You know our time here on Paragus is yeah. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of uh, a lot of bad stuff going on. So uh, you know we're in the in the dormitories. You're seeing all of the miners are are there they you know unfortunately they're no longer with us and you're kind of recovering these recordings and things um that's very spooky it's very interesting and yeah i think that that would make a definitely a good uh sort of halloween tale um and then of, of course as you're going through this uh kind of empty vessel of the harbinger and you know running into you know sith assassins and then ultimately darth scion who uh you know confronts the party yeah i think that that would be a really excellent halloween tale and uh, you know one I think that we're probably gonna have to uh, lean into and talk about um, and I also just I think it's interesting that you know this big ship finally kind of catches up with you and and you're on this place right off of the right off of the bat so yeah a lot of um, pretty cool stuff for pragus one of the things we talked about uh, with Dennis you know we talked about how this was a really good kind of opening scene opening section of the game to really kind of tell our story here um, and we both kind of think of it, um or at least I do, I guess you know is is this is really kind of a tale of atonement um and you know kind of this this purgatory story uh cassia what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that that you know a is this a purgatory story, and do you think that Paragus is a good kind of stepping off point to tell that story
0: I think you meant purgus story um, oh oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm
0: here with the with the really good puns. Oh, right. Um, but yeah I think in this story the exile began as a Jedi which I guess is kind of like normal life and then Malachor is hell and then mm-hmm. they were kind of exiled and then I would say like they kind of have to go through their past um, and kind of they have to move through the past to like create any future for themselves i think and that's Mm -hmm. something like we talked about with with dennis is like the maybe the thesis of kotor 2 is self-acceptance uh it just says this is where you are right now uh it's just you there's no great revelation only you and that's why paragus is probably a good um beginning level because it introduces you to a lot of the main characters, mm-hmm. but um, it's just you, and it's creepy, and you have to figure stuff out alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I too, I think that this is a really good uh, kind of starting off point for this the story. Um, I really like the atmospheric parts of it, and yeah, I think that this does kind of play into that purgatory story a lot, and you know, obviously for you know, the Exile, our Mitra character, character, uh, but really kind of everyone, right? So, uh, you know, Mitra is incapacitated in the Colto tank, she awakens. Kreia is presumed dead, she awakens. Uh, Darsion is presumed dead on the Harbinger. Um, he comes back, he awakens. And even, like, T3, you know, the hero of KOTOR 2, um, he's disabled and has to awaken. So everyone's kind of awakening um, on this... Mining facility, um, as we start our story, um, and I think that that definitely, you know, kind of leans into uh, kind of this purgatory tale where everyone is waking up, you know, kind of in, you know, basically the the bottom of this, you know, mountain to climb, so to speak, you know, kind of, uh, you know, how Dante described it, and. You know what is kind of the the beginning steps of of that tale uh that we learn, and that was you know kind of the tale of the excommunicate uh and that is exactly what mitra is right she's been she's been cast out of the jedi order as an exile uh you know just spending the last however many years that's been um in the outer rim and you know kind of awakening uh herself to begin this trial you know to to go through her own journey of atonement and to you know hopefully get out of purgatory, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. I guess Atten is the one outlier. He doesn't awaken. He's just in a cage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's... One thing I wouldn't mind is leaving some of the 2005... Or is it 2004 it came out?
1: Uh, I think it came out at the tail end of 2004 on the Xbox Okay. TV.
0: Yeah, kind of leaving some of the dated 2004... Uh, Atten's flirting Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: at least like kind of acknowledging like he has work to do, you know, and see some, I don't know, maybe Beauty and the Beast action where he becomes a little bit better, more well-rounded, you know. Uh, right what do you think about that
1: <laughs> yeah i think definitely uh you could uh play that off a little <laughs> a little more subtle maybe in the in the way that he's doing it and you know not written yeah as the uh, the early uh, 2000s kind of kind of male character here to the our you know female exile um uh, so yeah definitely could do some uh you know <laughs> freshening up of uh, that bit of the story for sure but but yeah and I, I didn't mention him yeah everyone else was you know kind of presumed dead and, and awakened and he was there um, you know imprisoned and uh, kind of freed to go on this uh, journey with us as well and then the other thing that I kind of can connect to like a purgatory story is that you know the only way to get out of here is you actually have to go back through uh, the uh, Harbinger you know this, this ship that you had at one time been on and kind of face the fact that you were you know, basically, that you were you were on that ship because you had been exiled um, from the uh, you know from the Order of the Jedi. Um, so you have to kind of kind of face that, go through the belly of the beast, so to speak, in order to get out of this first step of of purgatory. So I think that there's some really cool uh, kind of connections there if you think about you know the story of Knights of the Old Republic too in that sense as an uh, atonement sort of tale.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because the the name of the ship is the harbinger and it's kind of like the harbinger of doom, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a bit of a trope, uh, quote, and there is doom to be had, you know, (laughs) so it's, it's applicable and accurate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is doom to be had because, um, you know, as we're making our way finally off of, uh, you know, the Pragas mining facility, uh, the harbinger, you know, gives chase there's a bit of a space battle and then our our first stop in kotor 2 gets blown up um and that you know is going to you know cause great troubles for the the people of telos and uh sort of these deals that we had for fuel which is which is kind of i guess the i don't know sort of the the driving force in the story at least for the the first little bit of the game as we're trying to kind of kind of solve that and figure out what we're what we're doing but you know that is you know, kind of in, in very short terms, our time on Paragus, I think that there's some more stuff that we could definitely talk about. I definitely think that, you know, we definitely need to look at, you know, kind of the more, uh, horror, uh, true crime kind of aspects of, you know, what was going on with the miners. And, uh, you know, we run into, of course, uh, HK 50, um, who's been activated mm-hmm. to basically hunt us down and, uh, you know, kind of got this whole thing kind of kick started. So I think that there are some really fun kind of creepy, Uh, criminal (laughs) uh, elements we could look at Um, and I think that that would be that would be really fun but yeah I think this is a a really good way and I kind of think that these kind of little short little like travel uh, brochure documentary kind of things will be fun to do as we go through KOTOR 2 and you know get into the story a little bit
0: yeah Uh, anything else that we should add
1: uh no I think that that is going to going to do it for our uh Paragus uh primer our uh, KOTOR 2 on location, the Paragus Mining Facility. So, you know, let us know if you're listening out there, watching on the YouTube. Uh, send us a message. Um, you can do that, like, on uh, Twitter or my Instagram or, like I said, in the YouTube comments. Let us know what your favorite kind of aspects of Paragus were, if there were any of the, you know, side missions or any of the character interactions that you really liked. Uh, let us know and, you know, maybe we'll uh, throw those into a uh, deep dive on a little bit later as we, you know, kind of weave our way through the KOTOR 2 locations. But, yeah, I think that uh, that kinda that kind of sums it up and gets us off of the mining facility and on to our next location, Cassia.
0: Alright. And may the force be with you. The older public podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else the Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out.
1: And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at astro underscore droid underscore.
0: You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at denisssmowersmusic.com.
1: This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nicky Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.